1: Time 49ers Rush Podcast And here's your host john chapman
2: what is going on niners fans it is absolutely incredible uh to be with you guys today i i'm sorry i just today's a little bit weird uh if you saw the previous one uh I, i what's it called i literally left mammoth mountain five hours ago drove straight drove straight home uh haven't unpacked or anything just took a shower jumped on here because you know, I, I tried to do a quick video on the mountain, uh, which you know kind of went, went all right. The service was spotty for sure. Uh, so I didn't load that for the audio listeners. If you want to check that out, that's up on YouTube. It's like a three-minute video. Uh, but anyway, like I, I as soon as the news came down, my phone started blowing up. The 49ers have their defensive coordinator. And I love that it was Steve Wilkes. If you listened to our show previously, um, I said you know, I broke down the three coordinators that I think had the most um, opportunity to get hired. And I said, Chris Kuceric, I put at 12 percent. Uh, Chris Harris, I said 30 percent. And then, sure enough, Steve Wilkes, I, I put at 55 percent and you know, as the favorite for sure. And it seemed like it was almost a done deal. You know, as soon as they requested the interview, They got the interview, obviously, because the Panthers chose to go in a different direction. I think they made a mistake. I I said this even before Steve Wilkes was even a possibility. I I thought Steve Wilkes deserved that job, 100% as the head coach. And and so – what I want to cover today's episode, and again, sorry, a little frazzled just because I don't have my, you know, seven page notes down. Um, but I, I want you guys to come at me with some questions. We got Clayton, the man behind the scene. And uh, I want to be honest too, we have a new producer, Philip. Shout out to Philip. Um, he came out and said, man, John, we need to do more. Uh, night show so it just kind of works happenstance that we need to start doing at least one a week uh, for the night crew because I, I know everybody's schedules are different and all that stuff. so anyway, so we got a lot to get to today but I want to focus as much as possible this episode on who is Steve Wilkes what does this mean for the 49ers what does he provide? what if perhaps we lose in going from D'Amico to um to Wilkes and all those types of things. so let, let's try to keep this conversation today or tonight, um, centered around this new D.C. position. We got all off season to tackle a lot of the other kind of ideas and whatever else uh, with, you know, position battles and free agents the draft and quarterback battles, whatever. Today, it's all about defense, baby, which makes me so pumped uh, because I'm, I'm a defensive guy. So, you know, and back to when the tea leaves were kind of set on Wilkes being the guy. Vic Fangio kind of pulled his name out of the Miami hat, went all the way cross-country, interviewed with Kyle and John, and sure enough just decided it wasn't the best fit. Um, whether that was history with you know the owner <laughs> deciding to go with uh, Tom Sula instead of Vic Fangio, or maybe just the continuity, which is what Kyle talked about right after that, is that they really wanted to have that continuity bet- between the system that they have now and what they're going to have in the future. Now, I think Vic would have been fine with it, but it kind of reels the question. And I'll pose it to you th- this way: Would you? And I want you to put this in the chat. Would you rather have Vic Fangio and and lose kuseric to go to De, with D'Amico to Houston, or would you rather have Wilkes and Kuseric? That's the that's the idea. And Josh right here says Fangio didn't want to run a wide nine. So throw it up in the chat, Vic. Or Wilkes and Kuserek, you know, because I I think that's kind of what it came down to. I've been in those meetings and hiring meetings, again, at a high school level, totally different, where it's not as easy as, okay, we want you to be our head coach. We want you to be our OC, our DC, whatever else. The very first question that's asked is, how many coaches can I bring? Can I run my own system? Can I do those things? And so when you sit down and you have those conversations – you got to find something that fits for everybody. Vic Fangio's unbelievable. I wanted Vic, but if he didn't want to budge, not saying he did. This is all 100% speculation. But why would he fly? Why would he say oh, it's not a done deal, Miami? Let me fly across the country interview. Why would he do that if he wasn't at least interested? Kyle, as we know, a little bit stubborn, <laughs> very very stubborn, and that that's okay. But and I'm glad that he was stubborn on this because I don't want to change our defensive form at all. I want the 4 3, I want the wide nine, I want to stick with those things. And with this hiring of Wilkes, we get exactly that. You know, my first takeaway when they announced that Wilkes was hired was Bose is going to continue to dominate. Bose is going to continue to dominate, nothing has to change. It's not like he's coming in and doing a rebuild. No, you have all pros at every damn level of the defense. You got Nick Bosa, you got Fred Warner, and you got Hufunga. You got a D lineman, you got a linebacker, and you got, you know, back end guys. And and really, even though you have Hufunga, who made the all pro in his first year starting, That's going to be Charvarius Ward's kind of leadership group, right? He's the leader of the secondary. And probably my favorite thing, again, next favorite thing, number two about Wilkes is he is a great cornerbacks coach. Amazing cornerbacks coach. And I think that's huge. Again, this is the same guy that coached Sean Taylor, guys. Sean Taylor, the great Sean Taylor. Like, one of my favorite players of all time. And so, man, you want to know whose stock went up? who Funga. Like, bigger than anybody else on this team, okay? Again, Bosa, his dominance is going to continue. Just look at what Brian Burns has done. Look what he did with Chandler Jones. Like, awesome. Like, he, is, he has demonstrated several times throughout his career his scheme is great for a 4-3 defensive end. No concerns whatsoever for Bosa, but who benefited the most from this hire? Number one, Talanoa Hufunga. That's number one. Listen to these guys he's coached: Ryan Clark, Sean Springs, Sean Taylor. Come on now, like he's been around some dudes. I'm just saying. I mean, he's been around some dudes on that back end, which I'm pretty pretty pumped about. Now. Oh, what's up, Mosquito Killer? You said, can't stick around, but definitely want to stop and say hello. Man, appreciate that. And it's funny. I'm looking at the chat, and I'm seeing a lot of newer names or perhaps not as consistent names because, again, usually we go live during the day. Um, But – this is nice. I love it, man. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, he has Coach Josh Norman. I see that in there. Uh, Bro Montana, thank you for the uh, super chat. He says, does Wilkes bring over three tech or a secondary player? He made the entire secondary masterful during the Bradbury days. Yeah, I could definitely see some guys coming over. Now, let, let me look up quickly and just kind of see what teams – um, or what the the Panthers are going to be losing as far as just you know their free agents. This is something I haven't looked into the Carolina Panthers and just kind of see what their twenty twenty three free agents are, especially on the defensive side. Uh, their top free agent defensive end, the forty nine ers need Matt Ioannidis um and again just kind of sticking with the defensive guys Corey Littleton do not want at all (laughs) um Sean Chandler safety Justin Burris safety Justin Lane corner um not really seeing a lot of big time well-known free agents from Carolina but whenever we look at I love that question though bro I, I didn't even think to look into that but if you look at you know, his coaching tree, he has been around a lot because he's with the Browns and the Cardinals before he came uh, to Carolina. He was with Carolina, then went to Arizona as the head coach. And that was like one of the worst years ever, you know, whenever they drafted um, Josh Rosen. And it was just trash roster. It still is a bad roster. Then he was the D.C. at at Cleveland, um, which, again, another name that we got to throw in there that he's coach, Miles Garrett the dude has his stripes to show that, you know what? He's done this before and he's helped stars be stars. Well, guess what? The 49ers defense is just peppered with it's stars. And again, I'm just, I'm really, really, I'm psyched about this higher because I, let me use a draft kind of axiom that I always put out there. Right? Like, High high ceiling, high floor, okay? What do I mean by that? That's, that's what Steve Wilkes is. It's pretty damn hard to look at what he has done and accomplished and say this is not going to work. Now, are we going to have the number one defense in yards and points next year? Probably not. The 49ers have done that, you know, once in their entire franchise history, been once in both those categories. It was 2022. But should we have a top five defense? Yes, we should. Do we still need pieces? Yes, we do. But you have your cornerstone pieces there. You've got two stud defensive linemen, Eric Armstead, and Nick Bosa. You know, the rest, you got to figure some stuff out. You have two top five linebackers, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner. Top five. You've got your safety over the top, Hufunga. You got your corners, right? Uh, now, Manuel Mosley, maybe he, I think he will come back and he could fight in there, but Demo was unbelievable. I know Demo got a lot of heat earlier in the year. That dude was the best. You could argue him and Fred Warner were the two best players on the field in the playoffs uh, defensively. Uh, Demo was unbelievable. Charvarius Ward's awesome as well. So, you've got a lot of that you know I haven't even talked about the linebackers but before I do Big Papa he says John is Wilkes a long-term solution or are we looking um toward the head coaching carousel he got he should have been the head coach this year and I don't think that there are any there's no way in the world you can look at the 49ers current situation and say any coach outside of Kyle Shanahan is a long-term solution it ain't happening we are getting poached more than any other coaching staff, period. And for all those people that are out there, which I don't even think they're real people, oh, we got to get rid of Kyle Shadahead. We got to fire ahead. He can't win the big game. Really look around because that dude's won four playoff games in freaking two seasons. That, that's freaking awesome. And every single coach underneath them is getting promoted, 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 promoted. So I don't care what anybody says. Like, I don't think there is a long-term solution outside of Kyle Shanahan. And this is the whole entire argument for why Kyle Shanahan is so valuable. Because your offensive system will never change as long as he is there. Because you can't steal a head coach. I guess you could trade for him. But he's not going anywhere. So you've got to have this constant influx of newer coaches. Because all your coaches are getting taken. You remember... D'Amico was a quality control coach when Kyle got hired. Quality control, not even a position coach. Then he got elevated to position coach. Then he got elevated to DC. Now he's a head HC, right? Sala, DC, HC. People are just getting sniped and picked. So, Big Papa, to your question, great question. No, I don't see this as a long term. I don't think there are long terms under this regime. I think what you want is two to four years. And those are the type of questions that I would have in the interview process with Steve Wilks. You bring him in and Vic Fangio and you say, look, we want you to be our DC, Steve Wilks, Vic Fangio, whatever. This is not a one and done. You got to be here for two years. I don't care if you get head coaching jobs. Guess what? Here's what I would say. And it was funny, I was thinking about this in the shower <laughs> before I jumped on on with you guys. I was like, here's what I would have said if I was Kyle Shetahan to to Steve Wilkes. I would have said, look, we want you to be RTC. Give me two teams that are your dream jobs to be a head coach. What are those two teams? And whatever Steve Wilkes, you know, whether he says the Panthers or the Browns or the Bears, who he's coached at before, whatever. And I would tell him, look, and this is a huge what if, Steve. If you get offered one of those head coaching jobs for those two teams you just talked about, the Bears and the Panthers, I'm just two random teams he's coached for before, you can take that job after one year. However, if you get offered a job from the Vikings or Washington or the Cowboys, you cannot take that job after one year. I need you for two to four unless you get your dream job. That's what John Chapman would do, right? And if you look back, it kind of makes sense with D'Amico because what happened with D'Amico? He gets promoted to D.C. He got offered the Vikings head coaching job. He got offered the Vikings head coaching job last year and said, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. Why? It wasn't his dream job. What was? Back in Houston where he's from, where he played. It makes sense. So Kyle's one of those guys. And again, this is just what I how I would have handled that situation. Sticking with this whole thing about is this a long-term spot? I don't think it is. Steve Wilkes is definitely head coach worthy. He's had that one stint where he was the head coach for one year in Arizona. Went terrible. That was an awful roster. Terrible GM. It was bad, bad, bad. But he has flourished.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: Look what he did with the Carolina Panthers. The 49ers destroyed them, right? They were one and four. They fire their coach. They trade their best player to us. What does he do? He goes six and six. They were one and four. They go 66 after that. And listen to what he did as the head coach. Beat Seattle and beat the Broncos, which the 49ers couldn't even do this year with D'Amico, right? So, like, what have the two biggest curses for the 49ers been Seattle or Russell Wilson, right? You conquered Seattle this year. You beat up three times. You still couldn't beat the the troll, Captain Cringe, himself, sadly. That was one of the worst games I've ever been to. That that was the worst quarterback game I've ever seen in my entire life for both sides, that 49ers Denver game. But Steve Wilkes did beat him, which whatever. So, like, the resume was there. They were one game out of the playoffs. One game. I just don't understand. I like Frank Wright. I think that he is a very good coach. I would not want him as a head coach, but... Whatever. I, I still think he's a good hire. I just – I do not see that over Steve Wilkes. I think that they made a mistake. I think they made a mistake. I, I really, really do. And so back to this question, Donald, what players could follow Wilkes? Man, there's nothing. <laughs> Matt Ioannidis, that would be the one that – that's the only defensive player. Perhaps Sam Darnold as like your third-string quarterback, I'd be fine with that. He's got to be a free agent as well. Um but, yeah, uh, Melissa, Clayton, uh, and John. Jeremy Chin is one of my favorite parts of that Carolina defense. You see Wilkes turning one of our guys into that. Yeah, it's Hufunga. Yes, Melissa, absolutely perfect. It's Hufunga. Like, we have seen Steve Wilkes do this time and time and time and time again with safeties. And, again, I, I said this earlier. The number one player who benefited the most from this hire, Talanoa Hufunga, who's already an all-pro player. And I would also add, you know, again, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of breakdowns on Patreon and all that stuff. And so, like, we, we've gone through and we've done every play of every single game, still got the defensive breakdown uh, and special teams from uh, the NFC Championship. We're going to get those done the next two days, um, next three days. Sorry, that's three breakdowns. But what we're going to do now um, is we're going to focus on players and concepts. Our football 101 series, where we teach what is cover six, uh, what is a wide nine, what are the benefits of that, whatever else, what's this outside zone, all that, what all those different route concepts that we do. So we, that's what the is for. So I'm going to be spending a lot of time with that. So uh, we've got a lot of that stuff. Um, we'll see. Josh, he says, John, has D'Amico taken anybody away from our staff yet? Not yet. Slowick is the big one on offense. Uh, That's the big one. And probably the defensive line coach. I don't have it up right now. Do I? Um, I don't think I do. Sorry. Again, just got off the mountain. I didn't have time to do my normal prep for all this stuff, so I apologize there. But, yeah, he's going to be taking probably three or four coaches, quality control coaches, assistant coaches. I doubt he's going to take anybody else that's big time outside of Slowick, who is the passing game coordinator. He's going to be the OC, I'm sure. that's going to kind of be the big one. So what's up, Daryl? Uh, love the hashtag CC. Glad to be with you guys. Um, yeah, and ionitis would be huge. Uh, oh, look at this. Uh, Keith says, let's go diners. Let's get pain from the commanders. I would love that. And, you know, as I start, and again, I want to stick with this DC higher. I don't want to jump too much into free agency and the draft and all those things. But it's been a week now. And I keep going back, where do I want to spend my money if I was in charge of the 49ers? And I understand everybody wants to talk about O-line, and I think that's important. However, I want to spend that money on the defensive line as much as possible. And speaking of, what's up, Jason Hurley, the man. Um, I love it. Uh, he says, I, notice would be a good sign. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm with you completely. But I hope if they sign a splashy name, it's Deron Payne. I want Deron Payne so bad um he he's a stud yeah Daryl tap he's the one uh that's been rumored to be one of the hires uh, assistant d line coach to go over there with them we'll have to see what that is but you kept will you, I mean sorry you kept kuseric and you kept the wide nine I think that's huge I, I think that's so so important um Willie asked this does coach's salary count towards the cap it does not um if it doesn't can teams just pay whatever to get whoever they want yes they can and you see Vic Fangio. That dude got $6.5 which as a coordinator, is top of the top. Um, and so they ponied up the money. They're going to let him have full control, and I'm happy for him. Um, G-Code, he says, this, is Wilkes an upgrade over Ryan as a coordinator? I'm going to say no. Um, I'm going to say no in certain areas. It's not a blank statement. The area that he has so much expertise is experience. He has more, the 49ers have not had experience um, from their coaching staff. Now, you've got guys like Bobby Turner, who's a running backs coach. He's done it forever. Um, you've got Kusarik, who's done it for a long time. But, again, it, just to put this into perspective, right, if you look at Chris uh, Kuseric, he's coached for 19 years. This will be the 28th year of Steve Wilkes' experience. A- again, D'Amico was a coach for three years before he became DC, three years. And only two of those were a position coach. Robert Sala, same thing. And longer. You know, he'd been in the NFL for a little over a decade. But what you're getting the upgrade, if you're trying to see, like, okay, where did we step up? Experience, player development, which the 49ers have not been lacking in. And really, like, again, here, here's the quote. Not saying that this is something that D'Amico or Sala didn't do, but this is a quote from Brian Burns, and I read this a few episodes ago. Quote, this is Brian Burns, the Pro Bowl pass rusher. He's incredible. Quote, Steve Wilkes is a great man in my opinion. One of the main things about him is that I think he cares more about us players as humans than just players. That's the main thing about Wilkes. Like, he taught me a lot. Um, He kind of just fit into the father role for me. He's a genuine person. So if you look at the 49ers, you got a fit to capital F, capital I, capital T. Scheme fit. Experience, holy cow. You just lettered up your wisdom, right? He's going to be able to bring some tricks to the trade to all three levels of this defense that perhaps they have not seen. And then culture fit. 49ers don't draft numbskulls. They don't do it. Again, 82 out of 90 players on their 90-man roster were academic, all something, uh, in college. He fits. He fits. You're not Andy Reid in the Chiefs going after, you know, every person that hits their wife and whatever else and all that stuff. I don't know. I'm going to get a lot of emails about that. But if you look at Andy Reid's track record, that dude's got a type. He does not give a damn what you do off the field. He doesn't care. Look at the Cowboys. They don't care. We're not that team. And that is important to me. Now, other areas that I think are very, very important is when you've had players at different positions. We've talked about D-Line, he's coached. We've talked about safeties, he's coached. Well, what about linebackers? How's he done with linebackers? Up, oh, Brian Urlacher, pretty freaking great. Luke keekley pretty freaking great. Like, he has been around... So many studs at so many different teams. Shaq Thompson, incredible. Incredible. And so I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about this. And so the continuity is is key. The experience, that's one of the things that I want to see. Experience. How can you fine-tune these already all pro players into something new? into just adding something different. Because I think the 49ers, especially a defense that is coming after, again, number one in points, number one in yards. How do you improve that? How do you not get stale? You're bringing in a new guy. It's new blood, but it's old blood, right? Because he's got so much experience. He's going to be able to help Fred Warner with different things. He's going to be able to help Bosa. He's going to be able to help these guys. And so I think that's important. Um, I, am really, really excited about this and yeah, I, I keep seeing this. What's up, Rick? Uh, what free agents from Carolina might take a slight pay cut to join Wilkes. There's no defensive players whatsoever. Uh, you get Matt Ionitis, defensive end who I really, really like. He's 29 years old. That's it. There, there are no other prize free agents from Carolina leaving. Um, but, uh, having said that, shoot, let's look at Cleveland. Because he was with Cleveland uh, just a few short years ago. So if we look at Cleveland, uh, you know, some relationships he's already built. Deion Jones, inside linebacker. I doubt it. Jadavian Clowney, stay the hell away from my team. I don't want him in the building. Um, let's see here. Taven Bryan, defensive tackle. That kind of makes sense. I like him. Um, Greedy Williams, love that dude as a cornerback prospect, possibility. Ronnie Harrison, safety. Yeah. Um, Perhaps special teamer, whatever else, Stephen Wortherly. So yeah, there's not a lot of names that are jumping off the, the board there. Chase Winovich. Chase Winovich might make sense as you know, one of those reclamation defensive line prospects the 40 Irons get to come in on a one or two million dollar deal. Um he was with New England, then he was with the Browns. Something like that makes kind of sense. Um, but not a lot there either. So you're I'm kind of bummed about just the names that are out there that he has connections with. Not that that's any fault of his, but, yeah, that's that's an interesting one right there. So, Clayton, uh, before we jump off, I want to get to a couple more questions that uh, we missed. Uh, Then I'm going to go spend some time with the fam. I've been skiing selfishly, so I got to go spend some time with the family. Um, Josh says, if Gip retires, who fills that safety spot? I do sadly believe... And I hate saying this. I think the ship has sailed on Jimmy Ward. And so I don't think Jimmy Ward is even a possibility. Um, but if we are looking at just the safety position and free agents uh, that will be available, here's just a couple names. You know, the top end, Jesse Bates, I don't think he's going to become available. Uh, I don't even know if the 49ers could afford him. The 49ers aren't going to spend a lot of money on safety. I just don't see that. Jordan Poyer, uh, You know, Adrian Amos, Devin McCourty, Von Bell, Eric Rowe, Jonathan Abram, um, LaMarcus Joyner. He's not going to be here. Terrell Edmonds. I think that'd be a good fit. There's a lot of safeties, guys. There are a lot, a lot of safeties. Like, this is ridiculous. I'm just looking at this list. Man, it just keeps going. There's probably 10 to 15 safeties about to hit the open market. That's interesting. Um, I do not think the 49ers will pay top dollar. And so I do believe that Gibson will return. And I think they pay him like a 5 to $7 million whatever uh, with some incentives on there if he makes the Pro Bowl or whatever. I'm fully expecting Gibson to return. I would say probably 90% likely to return, and he wants to be here. I really believe that he does. He loves Shanahan. They gave him a chance when nobody else wanted him. Remember, they picked Gibson up off the street one week before the season started one week. So he's been with Kyle in Cleveland. He's been with Kyle here. He fits, he dominated. They chose him over Jimmy, right? And I don't know if you saw Jimmy Ward's uh, Instagram where he went and complained to Kyle about moving to Nichols. said, I don't want to do it. I'm a safety. And Kyle said, well, you want to ride the bench? And Jimmy said, right there, there. All right. Uh, I got to do what I got to do. I got to play. So he he made the change. I hope I hope he gets paid, but I don't think Ward's coming back. Um, I don't see that. Uh, Tito, what's up, man? He says, hi, John. Did you read the Kawakami report about Jimmy and Kyle? I have not. Uh, again, I purposefully left my computer at home um, just so I could get away just a little bit uh, before the crazy offseason schedule gets going. But, man, we're going to be back in full swing really, really quickly. But Tim does uh, some good writing. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I'll have to check that out on The Athletic. He usually does good work. Uh, kind of take what he says with a grain of salt sometimes, but, man, he's he knows his stuff. And uh, But, yeah, some stuff you got to kind of see. It's a little agenda-driven, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, so that's going to do it for us today or tonight. Um, we will be back in full swing very, very shortly. So just be patient. Um, you guys are awesome. I, I freaking love this, man. The 49ers – this is a great hire. This is a double or a triple. That's the way I see it. Um, And I'm seeing this coach Cruz. He says, uh, John, are you going to Arizona still? I don't think I'm going to be able to. Um, I wanted to go, but uh, I just don't think it's going to be able to swing with the family. However, um, Ricky waters is coming out Saturday night, downtown Arizona. I, I had the flyer that I posted. I didn't load it. I apologize about that. But, uh, the next show I'm going to be sharing some details with, uh, the faithful that are going to be out there in Arizona, um, with where they can meet up with the faithful for watch parties, meet Ricky waters, uh, all kinds of different stuff like that. Even though I'm not going to be there, I want to support that and uh, all the stuff that's going on there. Uh, so anyway, that's what we got. Love you guys. You are incredible. Thank you. Clayton the man behind the scene, and think of Philip, our executive producers. We are growing, um, heading into the offseason. We got four uh, just almost cursed right there, uh, amazing people that are helping us create content on the back end so we can bring you more. Shout out to Philip, our newest producer, Kilton Niner, Trent Poe, and 49ers George 365. Shot Jay, look at him right here. Faithful, let's go. Keep showing up and showing out. You're always welcome and appreciated. I freaking love this community, man. I love it. I love it. This is awesome. So appreciate you guys. And until next time, should be easy right now. Stay strong, faithful.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand.